This podcast episode is powered by Afropods, the world's number one podcasting platform for African stories. Hello everyone, welcome to another podcast session by the Kenyan Wall Street team. Today we are going to talk about derivatives trading on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. I know most of you are probably wondering what derivatives are. Derivatives is the latest capital market instrument that we have trading on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. For a very long time since inception, the NSC has been trading on stocks and bonds. And in 2019, the NSC brought in a new product which is called derivatives. So that is one thing that we are going to discuss on today. Today we are joined in by two very special guests and I'll just let them introduce themselves just as we roll in. Hi guys, my name is Eric Kusuma. Uh, I'm the CEO at Hisa Technologies, the company behind And today we have a very special guest. Uh, I'll let the guest uh, introduce himself. Hi everyone, my name is Jeff Redier. I'm the Derivatives Risk Manager at the Nairobi Securities Exchange. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff and Eric, for joining in into this discussion. I believe most people are wondering, just before we start, I know I mentioned that derivatives are the latest capital market security that we have trading on on the exchange. But Jeff, basically, if you can give it to a layman's language, what are derivatives? What are derivatives? That's the, <laughs> that's the big question always. Huh? So your textbook will tell you it's any security or instrument that derives its value from another underlying asset. But really, just in terms of a simple takeaway, derivatives are just contracts. And there's two counterparties to those contracts, a buyer and a seller. And that contract just basically tracks some underlying asset. Interesting. Uh, Thanks a lot, Jeff. When you're mentioning that derivatives is a contract, does it mean that I have to come somewhere and, and sign a paper? Do we have to bring in a lawyer as a contract since that is what most of us are used to? Is that the case? Yeah, good question. That's immediately what comes to mind <laughs> when you say contract. But in this case, um, you can almost think about it as a digital or electronic contract. So it's a contract, but it's also a security. It trades online or on a trading platform the same way you currently trade um, shares today. So while we call it a contract, it still trades uh, online. Okay, um, I think that's a very interesting point. Maybe another thing that I would want to ask you is, you've mentioned derivatives being probably compared to security. Does it mean that if I hold a derivative contract, where is the value? Is the value on the underlying? You've mentioned about an underlying as well, which maybe I'd also want you to touch on that a bit. For someone who's listening who doesn't know what an underlying is, what would you mention to them? Just explain a little bit on the value of this contract. Do I get money from this contract the same way I would get money from the uh, the stock market? Or how does this entire thing work? Okay, I think um, maybe it's best to even jump into examples. So when we say underlying security or underlying asset, that could be a share. So let's use Safaricom as an example. So Safaricom shares are your underlying securities or assets. And what the derivative is, it's a contract based on the price of um, those Safaricom shares, basically. So you now have two separate types of securities. You have the Safaricom shares and you have the Safaricom um, derivatives. Now, specifically, what's available to trade at NSE are what we call futures contracts. 
futures contract is just an agreement to trade some underlying security, so like the share that we just spoke about, on a future date, but we agree all the terms today. That's why it's often called um, a contract again. So the terms we're agreeing is what are we trading? Safaricom. How many shares are we trading? Say a thousand shares. At what price will we exchange those shares? We agree that today, say 36 shillings. Now, as far as the, the value, where does the money come from? You can realize value with these contracts the same way as trading shares on the stock market. Because once you purchase or sell or, or trade for that matter, um, a futures contract, that contract is giving you um, exposure to that underlying security. So I can hold Safaricom futures in my portfolio or I can hold Safaricom shares. And they're both giving me exposure to the performance of Safaricom. I think my question would be around, um, probably can give an example of what happens when Safaricom loses the share price goes down or the share price goes up. Give a simple example of what happens if it goes both ways. Yeah. So what would happen, and again, just to compare existing products with this new market. If you hold Safaricom shares and say today that 36 shillings and tomorrow they rise to 37 shillings, your portfolio would have seen an increase in value. Let's even work with a single share that you own, right? That one shilling increase, um, yes, your portfolio um, is able to have those, uh, those gains, but you'll only realize that gain once you sell your shares. In the derivatives market, what we do is assume you entered at the same price, 36 shillings, and the price goes up to 37 shillings tomorrow. That one shilling difference will actually be credited to your account the following day, assuming, of course, you had bought the contract and it's now appreciated in value. If you had bought the contract and the price went down from 36 to 35, um, that's a lost position, right? Because uh, think of anything you might own own a car, you paid a certain price today, if its value goes down, then that's a loss, right? So the same way, if you're holding this contract and the value of the contract goes down, and you are a buyer, that one shilling loss would be taken out of your trading account the following day. So the big difference really is that with futures contracts, you will realize your profits and losses on a daily basis. With shares, you need to wait until the day you exit. Interesting. Let me just go back to the basics a little bit. Can someone own both Safaricom as a stock and also buy a derivative contract? So let's say open an, an, a derivative position um, for the same stock. Do you advise someone to do that? Yes, 100%. You can own both. There's no restriction in that sense. In fact, maybe as you look further down the road and just what you can do with these products, their primary purpose why we have derivatives in the first place is to manage risk. So one way you can use these derivative contracts or these futures contracts to be specific is if you already hold a portfolio of shares and you're worried about the value of those shares declining, you can come to the derivatives market and trade um, futures contracts. You're basically taking an opposite position. So that way, if the market does move against you, your profits from the derivatives market will help cushion any losses you had on the future side. So you can definitely hold both products uh, in your portfolio. Awesome. I think that's uh, something very interesting. I know most people 
usually you know whenever you mention that someone is buying a derivative contract if you mention the safaricom contract most people would want to exit whatever they hold on the spot market and i believe that's something that um, that clarification came in handy now to get onto the trading bit jeff what do i need to onboard on the derivatives market and am i able to trade it online the same way i trade on the stock market um, am i able to access that portal fund my account and trade the way we do it on the stock market um, maybe if you'd mention something uh, yes you can it's pretty straightforward so all you need to do is approach one of the existing derivatives trading members or derivatives brokers and what they will do is they'll open a specific derivatives trading account for you now for this market you don't need a cds account in order to trade derivatives so that means even just the process of opening an account with a broker is that much simpler so your standard kyc uh, is what they would require from you um, a few disclosures around just understanding the product once your account is opened you have the option of one either just executing through your broker giving them instructions to trade on your behalf or if you'd like to trade yourself your broker can give you access to the trading platform and you can execute the trades on your own the same way you can for shares all right i think um, that's something very interesting i don't know about eric eric have you been able to trade on the derivatives market um, not really i'm still in the early stages of understanding how this market works all right i believe after today's session with jeff you'll definitely <laughs> reach out to a broker and, and have, have your account set up jeff i know there's been a lot of discussion about derivatives being um, one of the riskiest assets we have in the entire global capital market space not only in kenya considering a lot of people have always looked at the initial uh, i would say what caused the financial crisis in 2008 everybody has always looked at that as a type of derivative what's your take what are the risks of investing in derivatives generally would you advise someone to buy a derivative contract considering i know there are a lot of different types of derivatives but the general news when you talk of derivatives is guys always look at derivatives as weapons of, of mass destruction <laughs> the famous warren buffett quote <laughs> um so there's a number of things to consider and i fully understand where that sentiment comes from so you mentioned that there's different types of derivatives number one so you have options swaps forwards futures futures contracts are what are available at nsc at the moment and really futures contracts are your most basic type of derivative very plain very uh, vanilla so just comparing that with what happened in 2008 in other markets and things like that one you would find that a lot of that fallout was um, or originated from more complex types of derivatives and hybrid structures that's one two is derivatives are basically available through two types of markets or two avenues um, there's what we call over-the-counter markets and over-the-counter simply means you and i are facing each other directly there's no exchange in, in the middle of the transaction now what that does is yes it we might be able to enter into any sort of trade we wish because it's just you and i to agree but should something go wrong then i have no recourse right i don't have an exchange in the middle i don't have um, a comparable level of regulation when you look at exchange structures so that's another element to consider so through the nse one we're starting with the simplest types of derivatives 
and they're through an exchange structure, so everything is transparent and um, a lot more regulated. The other area that really is worth talking about um, is also a, a significant advantage of these products, and it's the concept of margin. So when you're trading shares, if you want to execute a trade, let's say for 100,000 for worth of shares, you need to actually have that 100,000 in your account ready. For derivatives, you pay upfront what's called a margin deposit. The size of that deposit varies, but let's say it's around 10% or so, right? So in terms of how you deploy your capital, this is a much more efficient um, route. You only require to have um, a smaller amount upfront, giving you more flexibility. Where the risk can come from is if the market is moving against you, then the amount that you could lose compared to the small amount you deposited upfront, sometimes there could be a mismatch in that respect. So sometimes that's where you get a lot of practitioners saying derivatives can be dangerous. But I think just understanding how they work goes a long way in not catching anyone by surprise. Uh, given the recent uh, happening across the global market, what's happening with the likes of these meme stocks? <laughs> yeah. Maybe if, if in a way you can relate what's happening, because I think what we saw there was some hedge funds taking short positions on stocks. Yeah. And then these retail traders are now pushing the price upwards. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can elaborate what happened in the global markets and relate that to the local market. Okay. Um, so with that example specifically, around what happened with GameStop, one, before we even go into where things started to reach extreme levels, um, you mentioned shorting. So the hedge funds were shorting various stocks or GameStop in this example. The way I'd relate that to what you now have available through derivatives is just the concept of shorting stocks. So I believe Felix touched on earlier that Typically, what you've been used to being able to trade are just shares. And the way you'll make your money is pick the right stock, wait for it to rise in value, and then exit. Right? But what if you believe a particular security, or a company for that matter, is, um, is going to have difficult times ahead? Right? So the prospects are some, or the sentiment is somewhat negative. How can you profit from that? So this is where the concept of shorting comes in. So when you're shorting, basically you're locking in a higher price today and then you'll be able to exit the trade at a later date at a lower price. The difference between those two entry points is your profit. So what the hedge funds were trying to do was they believed these companies um, had not so good prospects and they were looking to short them and profit from that price decline. Now, of course, the retail market on that side came in and had a different view and actively worked against the hedge funds to push the prices back up. But what I'd take from that is just to put to you that you now have a market that allows you to trade in both directions. When a stock is going up, you can make money even when a stock is going down. All right. Jeff, you've mentioned something about going short. Maybe you can also touch on a little bit of trading terminologies on the derivatives market because... I know there are some of our listeners out there who don't know what shorting means and also some of them don't. If someone is going short, does it mean they're holding it for one day or two days and probably what would be the opposite of, of going short uh, in your understanding? In terms of terminology, I know that's where we, <laughs> we often lose some people in the finance space. 
they say we've got a lot of jargon. <laughs> so maybe let's start with the easier one. Um, to go long or just means buying a security. And your point of view is that that security or asset is going to appreciate in value. Um, so even with stocks today, by and large, the reason you would pick a particular company over another one to hold in your portfolio is because you believe it's going to appreciate in value. By doing that, that simple action, you're actually going long on that stock. Right? The opposite is shorting or going short. So when you're shorting, you have a negative view of that particular security. Perhaps you expect um, the results will be significantly worse than last year or the last financial period. And you think the prospects around that company aren't so good. So by shorting, what you are doing is you're entering a position today um, at a price where that security is currently trading. And your expectation is that that price will actually depreciate over time okay? so that once it reaches a sufficiently low level you can exit your trade you are not required whether you're going long or short with these contracts you're not required to hold the contract um, until it matures so you can enter and exit depending on your current view you can enter and exit the same day the same morning if you wish interesting so i don't know if you'd call that day trading um so at least Liquidity on the market is something that is sufficient, right? Yes, and that would be day trading 100% so If you find opportunities to enter and exit your positions uh, the same day you've made your profit for the day Or you just want to exit that position before it moves further against you. That's a hundred percent day trading and yes, that's supported by liquidity what we've done towards that, we now have a market maker that began operations in December. So that's gone us um, quite a long way in improving liquidity. The other area liquidity comes from, of course, is having more participants and more investors on screen. Awesome. So now um, to everyone who's listening out there, I know there are a lot of investors who've always inquired about day trading on the NSE. As the NSE is working on day trading on the stocks market, you definitely need to onboard on the derivatives market. I believe it's something that we all want to experience. A few things that have been mentioned about having uh, the low entry barrier, I believe that's something that you'd need to consider as well. So as you wait for NSE to give you day trading on the securities and on the shares and you can come in and day trade on the derivatives market. So that's something that we're really looking forward to. Uh, Jeff, if someone needs some information about the NSE, the derivatives market, is there an easier way they can be able to get it? Yeah, so there's a number of channels you can look through, even starting with the exchange itself, whether it's um, just the simple, simply the website or trainings we have. But we are also partnering with entities such as Kenyan Wall Street, and you'd be able to find a lot of your information there just about how the market is performing, what's available. You can also go through your existing brokers. So your broker should be able to give you not just access to trade the products, but a view on how the market is performing, what's available to trade again, um, as well as just research that they have on these different um, securities and items like that. So, and we're working on just adding the information to more and more platforms and portals. Awesome. Now, finally, Jeff, as I wrap up my, my, my questions, maybe if Eric has some, he'll ask as well. Is it only shares that we can trade on the on the derivatives market? 
um, is it only the, the single stock futures that we can trade or the other products that are available maybe in, if you guys have coffee uh, coffee futures I don't know what products do you guys have okay so and again to take you back towards the beginning maybe because we said the derivative is always based on an underlying um, asset or product that underlying can be anything so what we've started with are shares or equities so what you have available are different stocks that we've selected but within that same equity space one of the things you can actually trade now is the index the nse 25 share index so if you're looking for a product that allows you to get the performance of the overall market without picking individual shares you can actually trade futures contracts based on the index outside of equities so coffee would be in the commodities space that would come a bit further down the road um, equities were a bit easier to start with because a lot of people already understand how shares work and the infrastructure is already there all right i think that's something awesome eric uh, thank you, Jeff, for elaborating some of these complex terms uh, to, to our listeners. One more thing that I think you can elaborate to our listeners will be on how does the price discovery work on the derivatives market? Like, how is the price determined of some of these contracts? Okay, in terms of pricing, the, the biggest element really is demand and supply. Again, the same way price discovery works for shares. So... The platform is open and transparent. You can always see um, your bid offer prices on different contracts. And you can see where the market is willing to trade, where trades have gone through. So on the first basic level, it's still purely demand and supply. Just what you're used to even with shares. On the second level, if I can call it that, you can value derivatives contracts or futures contracts based on where the underlying security is trading. So you can value Safaricom futures based on where Safaricom shares are trading and how much time to maturity is left before the contract expires, similar to how you would value um, a bond, for example. Right? Even shares have valuations. Um, if I tell you this company is trading at 36 shillings today, part of what allows you to determine if that's a good price or not is because there's been some analysis around that company, that counter, and you can then determine if that pricing is fair or not. So perhaps that's in the more technical area, but I think what should give everyone comfort is the platform is open and you can always see what's going on. Speaking of uh, expiry of contracts, how does that work and how often does it have to expire of contracts? Okay. So with shares, shares don't expire, number one. You can buy a share, sit on it for 20 years, leave it to your grandchildren and so on and so forth. For futures contracts specifically, we have expiry dates. So the way we've structured our contracts is they have quarterly expiry dates. Um, so every March, June, September and December of every year, there's a contract expiring. The way you can think about this uh, very simply, again, we said it's a contract, right? There's, there's two people agreeing to take this position. And a futures contract is you and I agreeing to exchange the underlying security at some point in the future. Right? We need to agree when in the future. So that's where the expiry or maturity dates come from. Once that contract expires, um, it no longer exists and you will receive your final profits and losses for the day that the contract was expiring. 
All right, something very interesting, Jeff. Um, putting into a few questions again. Now, does it mean you you mentioned that we're getting into a contract? Say you you were to go along and I was to go short on a contract. Yeah. We're getting into an agreement for the underlying security. Do I receive shares at the expiry of this, say, three months or six months? Uh, will I be able to receive the shares in my CDS account? If there are dividends, will I be able to receive the dividends as well? Okay, so what usually happens, um, even globally, with how um, most, if not all, derivatives work, is when it's time to actually exchange that underlying asset, we can do it one of two ways. There's what we call physical delivery, where, as you're saying, I will deliver to you the actual shares and there's what's called cash settlement where instead of me bringing you the shares we just exchange the cash equivalent of the profits or losses so at the moment for nsc derivatives all our contracts are cash settled so if you enter um, again our favorite example a safaricom futures contract at uh, 36 shillings today Three months down the line, say it's trading at uh, 40 shillings. That four shillings difference is what ideally has been credited into your account over the duration of this contract. So instead of you receiving the actual shares into your CDS account, you will receive that cash difference. As we go forward, then we would be looking to introduce a physical settlement where you receive the actual shares. That's a very awesome point you have there, Jeff. I don't know if you have any closing remarks, Jeff. I'm hoping we'll, we'll have you for another session on derivatives. Now as we go into the technical aspect of trading and putting a little bit more technicalities um, in our next session. Uh, Jeff? Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot more to cover. It's a, It might be a lot to digest the first time you're hearing about it or seeing the product. But really, I think what we're encouraging everyone is that the market is open to everyone. Whether you're a retail investor, a large institution, market is uh, open to you. It's significantly cheaper to trade derivatives than it is to trade shares. Um, it's easier to deploy your capital because of, as I mentioned, margin requirements. So you can actually enter positions with a smaller amount of cash upfront. And these products now open up ways in which you can make money because as we said you can go long you can go short so there's a lot more opportunity to even try new types of trading strategies and at a much cheaper cost so market is open to everyone thanks a lot eric some last words um to our listeners uh, we'll be having a lot more of this podcast to get uh get guys around what's happening in the video this market how to take advantage of some of these opportunities as usual, you know guys, whenever we're holding something about the, the market, we have to call the shots. Eric, are you going to open a derivatives account? Uh, soon. Jeff, I believe you already <laughs> have a derivatives account. I do, although working at the exchange means the broker trades for me. We have no influence over it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you guys, you've heard that. I personally have a derivatives account and... I believe I'm going to put more trade so that I can see. I need to experience this day trading. It's something we've been waiting for a very long time. I think it's something I'm going to pick up. So thanks a lot, gentlemen, for coming in for today's session. Just as Eric has said, we're going to have more sessions as we work on, on simplifying the derivatives market on the Nairobi Securities Exchange. Thank you all and have a lovely day.